two, one. Oh no. Uh-oh. Hey, nobody told me this was gonna be a live show. That's too much pressure. Welcome to Marketing is a Foreign Language. My name is Kellen Kautzman. I happen to be the owner of Send It Rising Internet Marketing, and this is episode 160. Today on the show, 70-year-old vegan entrepreneur. Did you know that in March, I sat down with a gentleman who uh, lives in a very, very nice part of, uh, of uh, the United States, more specifically Henderson, more specifically McDonald Highlands. And uh, this particular gentleman told me that he saw a documentary about veganism, and I had been vegetarian before in my life. And he said, hey, trying this vegan thing out. He's like, ah, on one day on the weekend, I cheat, do whatever. And I'm like, okay. And then I became crazy vegan guy. So yes, apologies to everyone in advance for that. Canyon tech entrepreneur turns down Harvard scholarship. We're going to talk about her and we're going to talk about this 70-year-old vegan entrepreneur today on the show. Buckle up. And uh, here's a question for you. Is it just that mommy and daddy have money and that's why entrepreneurs are killing it? Should they count their blessings in regards to the incarnation that they took on this particular planet? And advice from a 34-year-old Indian billionaire. All of that on the show today. Should we be listening to 34-year-olds who play chess and are billionaires? I don't know. We're going to find out. Hey, guess what? Intro time. Someone in uh, chat the other day or in comments told me to stop slurping on my tea. I apologize. 70-year-old vegan entrepreneur. This from blackenterprise.com. Image credit goes out to Chef Bobette on Instagram. So if you're watching the live show or you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the picture that we are referring to. The 70-year-old chef has been a vegan for over 25 years. Davis uses her vegan lifestyle to share powerful self-love tips that help women around the world enjoy healthier lives. On her birthday last year, Davis posted fitness photos on Instagram to quote, admire, inspire, and realize how incredibly intelligent the human body is and how it will always respond to self-care and love. So multiple things to talk about here. Number one, for some reason, we are obsessed with this idea that if we just do the marketing correctly, then everything should be fine. It's my marketing, we say. This is the reason why it's working or not working. When we really need to Simon Sinek our brains from time to time and go, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Is it money? Of course it is. You crazy? Of course it's the money. In part, would you do it if you were homeless? Probably not. You probably want to make some money. But given that this is the case, what else can you possibly do? Well, you can be a vegan chef. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like, if you are an electrician, you will always be bound by the trappings of electrician marketing. So even if you do YouTube videos that are really cool electric stuff and this experiment and here's a pro- common problem you have in your in your house and whatever and all that stuff, you're still bound 
by the job itself, by the profession itself. Now, you can stretch the boundaries and you can do innovative things and blah, blah, blah. But you are still an electrician. Now, that's nothing against electricians, by the way. We need you. Thank you for all of your hard work. Um, you can get a ton of reviews on Google My Business and everybody calls you because you do exceptional work. There's that. It's a craft. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that sometimes the, the thing you're doing is the marketing itself. And so here in the fitness world, um, you could make the same argument for electricians too. Like if you just kill it every time under budget, you're exceptional all the time, you're going to get great reviews and voila. Um, I just think it's interesting that you can have an Instagram profile of someone at a certain age embodying that thing, embodying being an exceptional plumber. I don't know. It's not really a visual thing, right? But, uh, in the case of this particular chef Davis, um, for her, for some reason, I think people who are older than 65, who feel great, look great, and are just killing the game, uh, are just exceptional. I just love it. I love everything about it. And then the cross section between that and entrepreneurship is just wonderful. So shout outs to Davis. Quote, my daughter had sent some photos of she and myself. I must have been in my early 40s, maybe late 30s, and I noticed that I hadn't really changed much. <laughs> she says, very much aesthetically, Davis told Yahoo Life. Quote, I thought, well, for my 70th birthday, I'm going to do a photo shoot in a bathing suit. Dude. So she engaged more than 100,000 followers on Instagram in her 7 at 70 photo series. The overwhelming responses confirmed one thing. Davis is the definition of goals for women of all ages. Quote, I have so much to be grateful for. I am healthier now than I was when I was 30, and my lifestyle is conducive to maintaining health. My heart is filled with love and appreciation for life, all life. Yeah, I'm saying. Look, I'm not going to get on my vegan soapbox because you've heard it all before. Um, but uh, it is just really cool to see her absolutely um, just winning on multiple fronts. And so it should serve as an inspiration, uh, number one, for your health and what you can achieve at certain ages. Um, also as an entrepreneur for understanding that you embody your business. You are the living manifestation of your business. Many entrepreneurs think that they just have to hire a marketing company. That's it. Just hire a marketing company. And the blog posts will get you there. Or just all you have to do is just Google ads. It's fine. It's Google ads. No, you have to literally evolve into this business owner character. And then you have to go out into the world and be that character. Um, and to the extent that it resonates with your soul is to the extent that you will most likely be successful. Uh, so it's crazy that, you know, we put on these masks, but you put on a mask when you're an employee too. You put on your employee mask and then you put on your business owner mask and you put on these different masks. You do these different roles throughout your lives. Um, but, uh, what I'm referring to is really going all in and really embodying, uh, that particular mm, avatar, if you will. So this picture just summarizes her embodying that avatar. And it just so happens to be an incredibly healthy person, which is amazing. Moving. Right along, we've got, oh, <laughs> that's so funny. I took uh, the title from last time. This is not a Canyon Tech entrepreneur turning down a Harvard scholarship. Uh, this is Christy Rodriguez. Um, and uh, again, blackenterprise.com. And the photo is credited Betsy McPherson. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, uh, there's just an image of a nice lady with blue hair. 
A person who prefers, let's see, Christy Rodriguez admits she was truly ignorant to all that business is until she opened one. A person who prefers to try and fail and then not to try at all, Rodriguez took the plunge when she launched Hodgepodge Coffee House in Atlanta. So the title should read, Entrepreneur Kills the Game. Though some believe an MBA is needed to run a business, Rodriguez took another path. She leveraged a sociology degree and work in the nonprofit space to birth a business she did not see created yet. Here's the deal. The verb to birth a business, and again, I do fully understand that I am not a woman. You understand me? I know I'm a man. That being said, the fact that they say birth a business here resonates with me because I have two children and I also understand just what goes into creating a business. Now, is it the same as childbirth? Obviously not. But am I angry at the verb they chose? Nope. Some people refer to it as crawling through broken glass. Um, many business owners that are successful, when other people learn about it, they say, you can have my idea. The idea is whatever. Everybody has the idea. It's the onslaught of challenges that you face as an entrepreneur, the million hats you have to wear, the endless series of fires that you're putting out. Um, that's the challenge. Duh. So anyway, um, back to the article. She found a niche. Some people say niche. What do you say? Niche or niche? I don't know what the correct one is. By catering to a diverse mix of patrons using word of mouth referrals to attract and retain business and giving back to the community unselfishly. So that's called cause marketing. Let's see what she does here. So HodgePodge offers craft coffee and scratch baked goods. It supports Atlanta's art world by providing gallery space and a consignment program for local merchants. So there you go. On this show, what we are doing slowly is we're having guests on and then they're telling us their life story and then we're coming back to them. So we've got Keith Guernsey tomorrow. Um, some of you may have checked out the Keith Guernsey episode the other day. So he's tomorrow, Tuesday. And then we got Ryan Jankowitz back on the show on Thursday. Next week, we've got Mike Patton on Tuesday and Leo on, uh, no, I'm sorry, next week, Susan Lindner on the 12th, Mike Patton on the 16th, Leo on the 18th. So anyway, we've got folks booked, excited about that point being that this particular entrepreneur, Rodriguez, she decided that she was going to involve the community in the space via the art world. And here at Send It Rising Internet Marketing, we are involving our guests and trying to create a community around them. It's not just a one and done sort of thing. So Hodgebob offers craft coffee. We talked about that. Quote, we say that coffee and food are our bread and butter but the community is our heart and soul, according to Rodriguez. That business model has been a winner in Metro Atlanta and its neighborhoods. Since opening in 2012, HodgePodge has grown robustly. Its first store opened in Ormond, Ormwood Park and a second in Reynoldstown. Wow, I do not know Atlanta suburbs at all. Near downtown, a third store is planned to open this spring in Decatur. So they're killing it. They're doing great. And it just goes to show that um, if you don't appreciate the community, well, the, the uh, community is not going to appreciate you. What is it that you're doing? How are you connecting with the folks in your world? Um, I do it through BNI, my business networking group. I connect through the United Way of Southern Nevada. And then the pandemic obviously makes it tricky business, but I am looking to get out there more. I did a Vegas Young Professionals thing the other day and ended up, believe it or not, 
at the top of the stratosphere. The very tippy top on two mind-bogglingly terrifying rides. They truly were terrifying, but I did it and I'm very proud of myself. Mommy and Daddy's Money in Entrepreneurship. Okay, let's get down to it, shall we? This is from TheGuardian.com. All links to all articles right there in the description. Quote, a recent study shows family money and background plays a crucial role for startups and can be one of the primary sources of funding. Oh, really? So what do Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk really have in common? Is it their love of delicious tea? Perhaps. Sure, they're all tech billionaires, super smart people, savvy innovators, and successful entrepreneurs. But there's another thing. They all had families who helped them at the very beginning. Bill Gates' mom introduced him to executives at IBM, which helped him forge a deal for his first operating system, MS-DOS. Bezos' parents were early investors in Amazon. Musk comes from a wealthy South African background. Among other well-known entrepreneurs, Mark Zuckerberg reportedly took a $100,000 loan from his father to start Facebook. Michael Dell's parents offered some seed money for his fledging computer business. Nike founder Phil Knight credits his parents for helping him start the company, too. Okay, so there's a pattern here. Um, 40 Gs, 60 Gs, 80 Gs. It, it, sometimes it takes people well into their 40s, 50s. Some people never get there where they have that much money to throw down on a company. You just never get there. And it makes you go incredibly slow. Um, and uh, you have to continuously reinvest. It basically slows you down. <laughs> now, you can get investment. But uh, what I've learned recently from some of the folks in my network is that many people are predatory when it comes to the loan agreement. They look at you, they size you up, and they say, okay, that'll be 12% a month or some crazy, ridiculous rate. Um, and so, you know, the 0% loan from dad is probably a bit better than, uh, than the 12% per month from the local institution that is just looking to gouge you. And so there obviously is a correlation between the family that you come from the amount of money that they're willing to give you on a startup and how quickly you can scale that startup. This is a no-brainer now. It's also true that if your mom and dad have a lot of money, that there's a good chance that they are genetically predisposed to making money and good decisions, which is to say that if you find yourself in a family where your mom and dad are multimillionaires and they both have their doctorate degrees, well, there is a genetic component to consider here as well. Sorry, it's true. That isn't to say that you can't absolutely dive deep, find willpower, and just kill the game and succeed at a high level regardless of your family. Um, I have a friend of mine who had got his doctorate, one of the smartest people I know who lived in the absolute worst part of town where we grew up um, in obvious poverty, um, and he just is absolutely winning. So that isn't to say that this is always the case, but is there a correlation? I would have to say that there is. So back to theguardian.com. All of these men came from upper middle class families. And of course, none of them owe their success entirely to mom and dad, but without their parents' help, be it financial or otherwise, who knows where they or the world would be today. Family money and background play a critical role when it comes to starting up a business. In fact, it's one of the primary sources of funding for startups well ahead of other options like bank loans and venture capital. So there you go. Is it fair? 
Ah, well, that is a spiritual question that I will leave to you to understand as you process your experience on the planet. Also, shout out to tea. Not sure if you're drinking tea. Highly recommend it. Advice from a 34-year-old Indian billionaire. This from CNBC.com. At 34 years old, Nikhil Kamath is one of India's youngest billionaires. The Bangalore-born entrepreneur snagged the title last year after joining Forbes India Rich List with his brother and co-founder, Nithin. It followed the runaway success of their stock trading platform, Zeroda, amid the pandemic. So brilliant. Uh, but the chief investment officer insists that it hasn't gone to his head, all of this money. Indeed, he said that good timing has had a huge role to play in his success, and it's important for entrepreneurs to be aware of that. So that right there is uh, pretty important to understand. Shout out to the folks who are hitting the like button. Much appreciated. So advice from a 34-year-old uh, Indian billionaire. Timing. In chess, they refer to uh, prepare slowly, attack quickly. You absolutely have to attack at the right time in chess, um, even though you may be playing a classic game. So in a classical chess game, there is no time between you and the opponent, or let's say like the time is like a day. You have a day to make a move, right? Just a ridiculous amount of time. Um, you make your move, but the progression of the steps on the chessboard follow a pattern, and that pattern is... Uh, one in which if you prepare slowly and then you unleash the attack, um, it has devastating consequences on your opponent. And let's remember that all you need to do is win with one pawn extra. Pawn becomes queen, checkmate your opponent, game over. So 34-year-old Indian billionaire talks about timing. Well, yeah, I mean, but they had to have prepped and they had to have attacked at the right time now. The fact that Zoom stock has gone up incredibly high was an unforeseen event. Um, but if you look at um, a game of chess where the computer will tell you who's winning, what you'll find is that kind of regardless of, of the moves, there is an advantage that someone has. And so I would argue that folks that saw the future of digital meeting space, Zoom in particular, they were way ahead of the game, way ahead of the game. So you can't say, oh, well, Zoom stock, you know, like they got so lucky. No, they were perfectly positioned at for the unexpected. So are you perfectly positioned for the unexpected? Um, do you have a team of people around you that are so incredibly exceptional that they are able to maneuver through difficult and trying times? If you do, then you are well poised. Um, are you looking into the future? Do you understand the trends um, technologically that are uh, surrounding our future? So, quote, you have to be cognizant to the fact that there are always going to be tens of thousands of people who are smarter than you, who are more hardworking than you, and who are more adept at solving problems you're trying to solve. Kamath told CNBC, make it. Quote, the biggest thing you can have going for you is timing to be in the right place at the right time, he noted. So I've been talking a lot about chess and here's why. Kamath speaks from experience after falling short of a career as a professional chess player. The high school dropout turned entrepreneur experimented with several business ideas. 
from laundry service to selling secondhand phones. Not at all surprising that he hit multiple entrepreneurial endeavors. Um, I have certainly done this as well. Um, building any kind of business is the practice of understanding and uh, winning in business, obviously. Um, Esther E. Sass writes, want to make money, fill a need, or create a need. And that comes from Esther's father. Oh, me, oh, my. Thank you, co-host Esther Sass. Sass Insurance, get your insurance there. You know you want to. Um, so there you go. So he was a professional chess player, so he understands lines. They're referred to as lines in chess. Like if I go here, they do this, takes, takes, takes. I'll have a better position, so I'll go for that. That's one line. Then you look at different lines. That one leads to checkmate. That leads to me losing. Um, business is just chess. Um, and it, it's not surprising, again, that he had multiple businesses before he before he won. Um, but he only saw real success when he launched Sorota as a simplified brokerage platform in 2010. Okay, so 10 years ago, 11 years ago, having identified a gap in the market for retail investors. Quote, we often spend too much time trying to figure out what is the problem we want to solve, said Kamath. I think to pay heed to the industry and the long-term cycle that industry might be in is very important to pick an industry at its inflection point. So... Pretty smart 34-year-old, as far as, as I can tell. So impressive stuff, to be sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this show, it's called Marketing as a Foreign Language. All you got to do is go onto YouTube, type in Send It Rising, Internet Marketing, the absolute greatest and best thing that you can do if you really love the show, if you appreciate the show, if you like the show, would be to sign in at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and say something in chat, anything really. You could say, banana is a fruit, and I would say, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing the fact that the banana is in fact a fruit. You could say it's a yellow fruit. You could say I had two bananas, two bananas last week. Or you could ask a question about the content. Everything is fine. There are no rules. Uh, the second best thing you can do to help support the show is to hit the like button on the YouTube channel or leave a comment. This is great for the algorithm, obviously. And then the third best thing you can do is, uh, is maybe download a podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Um, just to help get those numbers up and head us in the right direction. I guess the fourth best thing you could do would be to reach out to us at info at senditrising.com. That's info at senditrising.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, or if you know someone that would like to be a guest on the show, we are creating a pretty cool business community slowly, but surely. And trust me, you're going to want to be one of the first folks to get into the game. Uh, because again, Keith Guernsey is going to be on the show tomorrow for his second interview. We've got Ryan Jankowitz back on the show um, next week as well for his second interview. And before we know it, we're going to get the whole life story from all these incredible entrepreneurs. And we are going to build a community around those folks. So why don't you hop into the community? That way you can get more referrals, send more referrals, um, meet more people, build relationships in a pandemic. It's good stuff. So why don't we summarize? Um, yep, I'm not eating meat. That is just a personal choice. You do you. You live your life. I am not experiencing your experience. Um, I just happen to not be eating meat. Very rarely do I eat cheese. Um, and so I uh, resonate with uh, this 70-year-old uh, Chef Davis who is just uh, impressive, imp doing impressive things on planet Earth, um, obviously from just a holistic lifestyle perspective, but also from um, 
a business and entrepreneurial perspective. Um, Christy Rodriguez over here, um, connecting the art community to her business makes a lot of sense to me. Don't forget uh, that you are part of a larger organism, that organism being a community of folks, and you live and die by that. Um, do you want to use the fact that you do or don't have money from your parents as an excuse? Absolutely not. But is there a correlation between the amount of money that your parents are willing to fund for your endeavors? Uh, perhaps there is. And to be cognizant and aware of that will give you perhaps a sense of the trials ahead. But I guarantee you, I can find countless examples of folks who uh, didn't get a cent from mom or dad and uh, did absolutely well. Um, Esther Sass writes, great show. Thank you again. Domani, not sure what that means. And uh, no meat, don't kill animals. <laughs> well, there you go. There's Esther's take on, on the whole thing. And then uh, last but not least, a 34-year-old Indian billionaire. Um, unsurprising that this gentleman had multiple businesses before he knocked it out of the park. Um, I, of course, uh, want that. Um, I appreciate what he did. I am not angry that he made billions of dollars. I think part of becoming a billionaire is uh, part of being a billionaire or having the capacity to even become one is to reconcile your thoughts about billionaires in general, right? I mean, how do you expect to become one if, if you can't even recognize your feelings when you think about them in general? Um, are you jealous? Are you... Um, happy for them? Do you appreciate what they do? Do you think it's toxic what they do? Like you really have to wrestle with the archetype of a billionaire if you want to go in that direction. Are you comfortable making, you know, a million for a month, a year? Is that a comfortable amount of money for you? You know, could, do you want, do you really want that? I mean, it's, it's, it's a stunning amount of money. Um, and so these are good questions to meditate on, to reflect on, uh, to pray on if that's your particular uh, mode of operation. So, ladies and gentlemen, good stuff. Thanks for swinging on by the show today. Very much appreciate it. And uh, we will see you for tomorrow's episode with the Gerns. He's back. The Gernsey's back. You'll remember that uh, he told us that anecdote about that, like, gray patch in his, in his baseball pants. Anyway, if you didn't uh, see the first episode, make sure to watch, uh, watch the episode from the Gerns uh, from last time. And then uh, get caught up and we'll pick up where we left off. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. We will see you mañana por la mañana.